0: You're listening to the 12th Region Sports Podcast. PBK Bank has locations in Stanford, Danville, Mount Vernon, Junction City, and Houstonville. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. The People's Bank since 1906. pbkbank.com Show starts in 3, 2,
1: 1. Right, guys, welcome to the 12th Region Sports Podcast. We're going to start things off just a little bit different here this week. We're going to now start with our uh, head coach of the Mercer County Titans, the Craig Yeast coach. You on there, sir? I am here, man. <laughs> Hey, Coach. Hey, uh, I know you joined our podcast last year when we did our preseason um, preseason team previews, and we we got to know you just a little bit uh, and a little bit about your core values. But let's let's actually start talking about your team that you got coming back. You guys have been doing some seven on sevens competing a little bit. So, how's that gone for you so far?
2: You know, I think it's been good for us. Uh, it's given us an opportunity to uh, find out. Uh, where we can plug some guys in on both yeah. sides of the ball uh, and then get it on film and go back and and do some teaching and then come back out and do it again uh, and 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 do that you know just continue to repeat that process. Uh, obviously the game uh, is won through uh, blocking and tackling and who can run the football and who can stop the run. Uh, but we got to be able to throw. we got to be able to stop uh, the pass, and I think in 7-on-7, it's it's given us a great opportunity to find out uh, what we have in some of the young men that are on our football roster.
1: Yeah, Coach, I was at your uh, 7-on-7 the other night uh, when you guys were playing at Boyle County, and you guys had Knox Central there, and I think you had – Franklin. Franklin, Franklin, that's right. Um, So one one thing that stood out to me when I watched – you actually mentioned the word electrolytes a lot <laughs> during that 7 7 Well, it's just, you know, we provide a lot.
2: You know, we, we feed our players every day. We we always encourage them to hydrate. Uh, but, you know, sometimes, you know, we're 18 years old and we like to stay out late and don't like to drink a lot of water. We don't want to drink Gatorade, you know, so – You know, every now and again, you have to get on a few guys about them taking care of their bodies uh, so that, you know, we don't have uh, guys that can just play one side of the ball. You want to play on both sides. So you got to hydrate. You have to get some electrolytes in. you got to (laughs) eat fruit. You got to eat bananas. You got to do all the things to take care of your body and just trying to get that message
1: across. So, Coach, uh, let's talk a little bit about your schedule. You guys had a redistricting this year with KHSA. You ended up redistricting uh, the football teams in the state. And you guys have been redistricted with Casey, Garrett, and Marion. Uh, what's your opinion on that? And-
2: uh, well, you know, I can't control who we play or who we don't play in terms of the district. Uh, I got a lot of respect for uh, all four, all three of our opponents uh, with Garrett County. I think they're doing an excellent job down there. I know their coaches well. Um uh, Casey County has a new coach, but you know, he comes from Southwestern, uh, which
1: mm-hmm. coach uh, Rogers. Has, yeah.
2: He has an excellent program culture of winning in Casey County. So uh, I expect him, uh, to be good as well. And then Marion County has got a tradition. I coached at Marion way back in the day. and mm-hmm. uh, We have some really good players, um, uh, you know, and they're going to come out and they're going to be improved. They've been in a weight room from a year. They've gotten a chance to, uh, be under their coach for now going into their second year. So uh, I think every coach in our conference, except for Garrett, in our district are, are going into their second year with their coaches. I expect it to be tough. Uh, I expect uh, each team we play against to be disciplined. They play extremely hard. And uh, the team that uh, scores the most points, but more importantly plays with the most discipline – Uh, and makes the least amount of mistakes will be the team that wins on a nightly basis on a Friday night in our district. Uh, So I got a lot of respect for everybody. It's going to be tough. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. And I think our guys are looking forward to it as well.
1: When you speak, when you speak about some of your returning players, you, you return uh, over a thousand yard passer in Thaddeus Mays uh, for his senior season. Um, and you also got a couple of players that, that look to make a breakout year with uh, Jackson Perry and, and Kingston Mays there as well. So what's your, what's your uh, approach been to them over the past couple of weeks as we first, you know, start to, to get the ball rolling here.
2: Yeah. You're talking about three of our seniors, uh, Thaddeus, obviously, uh, arguably our most athletic and our most dynamic football player, uh, and he's going to play quarterback, which, you know, he definitely has the ability to do that as well, even though he's he's not very big in stature. Uh, he's got a big heart. He plays hard, uh, yeah. and he plays with his arm and with his legs. Uh, and Kingston Mays, you know, he, he, he had a really good year last year, played through injuries, developed a lot of toughness, uh, and and is a big athletic young man uh, that we expect to make a lot of plays for us on the defensive side of the ball. And and I think that if we need him on the offensive side, he'll be ready to step in as well. But, you know, those are three of our seniors. Uh, we got a couple young guys uh, and a lot of other guys uh, on our roster. I feel really good about uh, where we are, uh, how hard they've worked in the off season, uh, how hard we've worked in this summer. Uh, just to develop uh, more of a cohesiveness as a as a football team, learning a new defense, uh, having a second year in our office, I'm really pleased with where our guys are. Uh, looking forward to us going to camp next week uh, and doing a lot of football uh, in a short period of time.
1: Yeah, uh, Coach. Uh, on this on this same episode here, we actually talked to Coach Levi Rogers, new head football coach there at Casey County, and and I asked him the same question. Uh, What is your philosophy on how an assistant coach should be able to benefit a program?
2: Well, first of all, uh, we got to be able to trust each other uh, and we got to be loyal to one another uh, and we got to be together on everything that we do. I feel like Uh, We have a coaching staff where I've had the ability to be blessed to put a staff together that I feel like on the same page. Uh, Everybody wants what's best for the kids and the Mm -hmm. pro you know, and and we want everybody to be knowledgeable of what they're doing. We want you to coach your position. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing Uh, you have to coach your position on a daily basis. You have to be organized. Uh, You have to know what you're teaching Uh, And you have to know how to get you have to know how to coach every single young man uh, that's in your position. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I'm a big believer in if you coach your position, if Mm -hmm. you have something then when we go behind closed doors, hey, you can talk to one of the other coaches about X, Y, Z. But let's not do that outside. Uh, And I think we've built a really, really good rapport. Uh, The young men, our program really trust. Uh, what they're being taught, even though we're learning it's a constantly a learning uh, process It's high school football. So we're always teaching. So we want them to be great teachers. We want you to be organized. We want you to be loyal. We want you to be trusting uh, and, and, and really care about kids. And I feel like that's what we have on our staff. And uh, I think right. that chance to be a lot better uh, as an overall program.
1: So, uh, this past couple of weeks, has there been anybody that that has surprised you so far that that you didn't expect to, you know, take a, a huge leap so far these first couple of weeks into the season?
0: Well,
2: I mean, we got this Ashton Drakeford kid. I'm not really surprised. <laughs> you know, I think Ashton Drakeford uh, has the ability to be one of the best players, uh, not only in the area but in the state, uh, and he's just going to be a sophomore in 2026. 20, um, you know, I have saw some good things out of, of Donovan Wright, who is a phenomenal little basketball player. Hadn't played football in a couple of years. He's shown uh, some some flashes of some really good play on both mm-hmm. he's, he's long, he's athletic, he's fast. Uh, you know, we got some linemen, uh, Gavin Rodriguez, uh, Byron Collier, uh, uh, J.J. Goodman, who's also a 2026 20, uh, that I'm really, really high on. Uh, and uh, I, I kind of think we have one of the best possible defensive linemen in the area. That you uh-huh. know, maybe we're not really talking about too much with Caden Simrow. Uh, I'm really excited that uh, he's he's on our team. Uh, he's really he's really good with his hands and very explosive. So, you know, we got some guys up front that I'm really excited about, and a couple of those sprinkles and uh, some young guys out there. Landon Yates as junior tight end. Uh, that I think is going to have a really big year for us. Is going to play some linebackers, well. So we got some, we got some pretty good pieces. We we really like where we are, and you know, it's it's hard for me to pick out one or two guys. And I can just keep going down <laughs> because you know I've watched our kids grow uh, since we've been in the weight room in January. So I'm really excited about them. I'm excited about uh, where they have the opportunity to go as a team. Uh, we've developed some great leadership. I would say that. Uh, we got a young man, a senior Malachi Davis, who I would mm-hmm. say is our undisputed leader of the football team. Uh, when he speaks, they listen. So I'm just looking for big things out of all of our guys.
1: Well, Coach, let's talk about your schedule here before I let you go. Other than your districts with uh, Casey, Garrett, and Marion, who are you guys playing? Uh- so
2: we'll open up with Taylor County in our Fort Herrett bowl uh, mm-hmm. and go to Woodford County and uh, play in a Velazio bowl in their inaugural year against Dunbar uh, and then uh, game three, we have uh, Shelby County game four. We'll uh, we have Southern. Uh game five. We'll have Madison Southern. Then we'll get into district play and then we'll finish the season uh, this year with uh, Lincoln County, which I'm very excited. I- I've known Josh for a long time and he's really doing a great job of building down there uh, in Lincoln County. So, you know, he got the job, I got the job. We both said, hey, man, we need to play. We finally were able to get it worked out for the last game of the year. So I'm really excited about that for Mercer County, Lincoln County. At
1: the- uh, just real quick here before I let you go here, um, let's talk a little bit or, or tell me a little bit about your, your core values for your program. Just to, just to remind, you know, if, if you didn't get a chance to listen to our podcast last year and hear Coach, Coach East talk about his, his core values and what his program is, I, I think that's one of the things, Coach, that just – that stood out to me the most is 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 the way that you you built this core for your program and what you what you wanted your players to be able to you know to stand for. Just talk to us a little bit about that, and then talk to us a little bit about how you know you saw them grow through that.
2: Well, you know, it's a it's kind of like a a pyramid system with you know seven things that we do. Uh, the foundation, the, the core principles of our football team, our program, is faith, family, and fundamentals. You know, faith is first. Uh, like I tell everybody, I believe in in God and Jesus Christ is my Savior. I don't push that about anybody's throat, but we practice our faith daily. We never, we, anytime we go out to practice, we, we make sure we say a prayer. We hold hands, we stand in the middle of the field, and we pray together every day. You know, and I, that faith also goes into how can you trust your teammate, uh, the guy beside you, uh, to mm-hmm. do what you do and you do what you – hey, it's, it's a faith thing. Uh, and then it's family. We're all family. We eat together. We cry together. We'll go to camp. We'll sleep together. We'll do a lot of things together. Uh, I'm a big believer in anytime we sit down and eat as a team, this is family time. There are no phones out, so you have to sit and you communicate. We'll go to camp for three days this week. Uh, we'll take their phones, and they'll get their phones back for one hour every day, and it just forces us to get to know each other and become a real true family. And then the fundamentals are uh, the fundament, you know, the fundamentals on the football field. That's why I talk about our coaches. We're always teaching fundamentals every single mm-hmm. day, and through faith, family, and fundamentals, uh, we've built our young men or helped try to build our young men up into the off season. Uh, to get to the four things on the football field. And we want to be tough. All right. We want to be mentally and physically tough. Uh, We want to be disciplined in everything that we do in every aspect of our life. Even, you know, Hey, our family member will pick us back up just because that's who we are. Uh, We want to be disciplined. Uh, We want to have discipline in everything that we do. Uh, We have a great attitude, excuse me, uh, an Mm -hmm. attitude, of, on winning, uh, and 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 not just winning, but he sometimes that winning attitude is, hey, we're playing football right now, and we're between the lines. So, coach told me that it's okay for me to smack you a good time, but as long as I'm doing it right between the whistle, and then every time we start out everything that we do. I want to outwork everybody. So it's hard work. So tough, discipline, attitude, hard work. So every single day in the offseason, hey, I want to outwork my teammate because if I'm trying to outwork my teammate, then maybe whoever that is, that's our opponent, we outworked them that day. Uh, and then when we get out on the football field, we want work harder than the other team. If we work harder and we play harder, we're more disciplined, we're tougher, and our attitude is better. We don't have to be the biggest, we don't have to be the strongest, we don't have to be the fastest and the most athletic. But if we play hard together, all the time, that'll give us a chance to win.
1: Coach, I uh, I appreciate you coming on here on our, on the this edition of the 12th Region Sports Podcast and talking to us a little bit about your team. And, and we look forward to being able to go watch you guys play in the next couple of weeks and, and highlighting your program. And hopefully soon in the next couple of weeks we can get over and get the prep series going for you, okay?
2: Sounds good,
1: Jimmy, man. I- All right, Coach, man, we appreciate you coming on here, and good luck to you rest of the season, okay? Go Titans. <laughs> go Titans. Thanks, guys. You guys have been listening to the 12th Region Sports Podcast. We'll be right back.
0: 12th Region Sports is also brought to you by these other sponsors. Tony Kidwell, Kidwell Life Insurance Agent. Serving the Bluegrass. 606-879-8295. My Town Realty in Stanford, Kentucky. Yolanda Smith has 25 years of experience. Call her today at 859-749-3009. That's My Town Realty. Nobody sells the town like My Town. One-on-one Business Solutions in Harrodsburg, Kentucky. Damble Bolarama in Damble, Kentucky. And Dog Watch in Mercer County. Thank you to our sponsors. You're listening to the 12th Region Sports Podcast.
1: All right, guys. Welcome back to the 12th Region Sports Podcast. We are joined now by the new head coach, of the Casey County Rebels, Coach Levi Rogers, and we're also joined by one of his assistant coaches, Coach Chase Markham. Coach, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Hey, uh, didn't you have a little thing that you wanted to say to Chris a little bit before uh, we got recording on this podcast?
3: Yeah, me and Coach here were just—we had practice this morning, so we were just sitting here eating some pizza, and we got to thank you, man. You know, it'd be great if we had some grippos down here, but my guy, <laughs> you know, he's kind of one and done on some of this kind of <laughs> stuff. So. Hey, you
4: gotta let me know when you out.
1: <laughs> well we're out <laughs> <laughs> hey coach uh, talk to us here a little bit uh you know about your uh start out with your like your playing background and your and your, your coaching background there and how you got started into coaching and a little bit about your coaching philosophy uh
3: yeah so i grew up born and raised in lincoln county um played there for larry french played quarterback for four years uh played safety on defense Uh, Went on to play for a year at Lindsey Wilson for Coach Oliver. I was down there for a year, and some things didn't really go the way I wanted as far as school-wise. I kind of set out a year and had some transfer things, had some credit issues as far as getting those transferred from where I was at before. So after that, I kind of just knew, you know, I'd rather – I was ready to coach football rather than playing. So I ended up leaving Lindsey and coming back and just taking classes online, and I started at Garrett. Then mm-hmm. I'll say it was 2010, either 09 or 010. I started with Coach Centers at Garrett County. Okay, I uh, was there for four years with him. Then after that, I came back to Lincoln, was with Coach Lefty for three years where I called the offense there. Uh, then when Coach Crutchfield took over, I ran the defense for the four years with him and then went Southwestern. Now I'm at Casey.
1: So you been, you've been all one, over the place
3: yeah yeah so it's uh i'll be going on my 13th year here and i'm at my fourth high school so i've learned a lot seen a lot of different things as wet school as well as as coaching football you know uh it sounds crazy all these high schools are close together but they're kind of all ran completely different it's (laughs) kind of wild
1: yeah speaking of your defense as your defense when you were at southwestern last year you guys you had a heck of a team last year in your defensive side of the ball yeah
3: yeah we had some really good players um some guys that had a little bit of experience, but a lot of those guys were some new guys that, you know, that came in. But, yeah, there were some excellent football players down there at Southwestern, um, Maddox Mink, Mason Hibbard, uh, Ben Coomer, Lucas McKee. I mean, I can name White there. I can name all those guys. I mean, we had a heck of a year last year, and it was a lot of fun coaching those guys. So,
4: You know, it speaks a lot whenever you got a former quarterback being a defensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah yeah well I give that credit too I'll be honest
3: with you I give that to coach Larry French you know I like I said I was the quarterback and me and him kind of butted heads a lot in practice because of course I wanted to be real good at offense and in Mm. practice he doesn't want your offense to be good at all So, (laughs) so that made for a good dynamic but what it allowed me to do was it allowed me to just soak everything up you know even though I was on offense I didn't miss a word that coach French said so that's where my passion of defense comes from
1: and then I've just kind of built on it, you know, the years after that. So, so, Coach, you take over for uh, former coach Steve Stonebreaker, who, who took the job out of Derrick County. Um, you know, they had a heck of a season last year. When you took the head coaching job there at Casey County this year, what was one thing that you knew that you had to help you know, that team to continue the success that they've had in the past and, and recently.
3: Uh, yeah, they've had some success down here. You know, Coach Stonebreaker is an excellent offensive football coach, you know, and they've been able to put up some points galore down, you know, when they have the, the players and the athletes that's come through here. They've had a good run of athletes down here. So, um, but I knew coming in right away, one thing we could focus on was, um, you know, we wanted to be better defensively and, and we wanted to be better as far as being able to. I'm not saying like being able to finish games, close games as far as running the football, as far as playing good special teams, playing just solid football all the way around. You know, like I said, these, down here, they're used to being super explosive on offense, but mm-hmm. with our philosophy, you know, we want to play good defense. We want to be able to run the football. You know, we want to be able to do those things to where we can control the clock and kind of control the tempo of the football game. Mm-hmm.
4: All right, I got a question now. Going to... This is this is a question for Coach Markham and Coach Rogers. What's the feeling leading up to the Death Valley Bowl, knowing that you're coming back to coach against Lincoln County as your first game as new Casey County
1: football coaches? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs>
3: um, all right, so I'll start. Uh, it's exciting for me, you know. Which I mean, not only is it just Lincoln is it Lincoln County, but I mean it's also my first game as a head coach. So, I mean, whether we were playing Lincoln or anybody else, you know, it's, it's going to be nerve wracking, but it's going to be exciting, you know, being able to be in that position to, you know, kind of, you know, it's all, it's all me, you know, not necessarily on me now, but when, when bad decisions are made, you know I'm saying? I'm the guy everybody's looking at and that's the way I want it, you know? So I'm happy to be in that position. Um, as far as coming back, like I said, and playing Lincoln, um, I, I've I've bounced around like you guys talked about earlier. I've been at different schools. We've had to, we played Lincoln last year when I coached at Garrett. We played Lincoln. So I mean, for me, I, I kind of laugh at you know a lot of these guys are like, oh well, you know it's got to be hard against Lincoln. Well, I mean I've been I've coached at four different high schools. So to me, you know my team's Casey and and we're gonna be we're gonna be ready to go at the Death Valley Bowl. Uh,
5: for me, obviously, I mean um, this is my first time being at another school, so. I mean, we knew, obviously, that, I mean, we know that's going to be our first game, but I hadn't really given it a whole lot of thought. We've been down here working and focusing on ours, uh, but come talk to me uh, the week before the game on <laughs> Thursday night, and I'll give you a little different answer. You know, I'm all in, Casey County now, but uh, the biggest thing is you just, you don't forget where you come from and what yeah. made you. And it'll be special, uh, even if we're on the other sideline, to be a part of breaking in the new field
4: and all that good stuff. All right, coaches, talk talk to us a little bit about what you got going on this year. Uh, Key offensive players, key defensive players, some key linemen. Just some guys who are standing out with what y'all have seen so far.
3: Um, yeah, so last year we, I mean, they lost, said quite a few seniors last year, as you guys know, you all mm-hmm. followed them. you know, did an excellent job with those guys. And Casey got a lot of attention last year, you know, as they should yeah. have, you know, because uh, I'll be honest with you, outside of Quisenberry and, and probably Brown, who's at Bull County now, Ethan Willoughby last year, the quarterback at Casey, may have been the best player in the region. Yeah. But, you know, so we have to look at replacing him. Um and as well as pretty much all of the offense. Now, we do have a do-it-all running back coming back, Evan Stevens, who I expect Mm -hmm. to have a great year. Um, We have a pretty good offensive line with three senior returners in Dallas Moore, Hunter Richardson, and Luke McQueen is a name that you're going to hear a lot as far as the offensive side, Um, as well as I think we'll surprise some people with our quarterback position. I've been really happy with Andrew Price Mm -hmm. and how he's progressed since I've been down here we went to a couple seven-on-sevens, and he's thrown the ball pretty well. So, I'm excited for us. I think we'll be able to do a lot of things on offense. And then as far as defense goes, I mean, we got a lot of guys coming back. Luke McQueen will play. Uh, Devin Payne is an excellent nose guard. Brayden Coppage will be a guy on the defense line you'll hear about. We have a, a really good middle linebacker by the name of Bo Patterson, mm-hmm. who some people may be familiar with. There's another senior linebacker in Brandon Catalan who will be in there. He's a tackling machine for us, so we got a lot of weapons. We just—it's a new system on both sides of the ball. We just got to get it all put together.
1: Yeah, Coach, talking a little bit, you know, with uh, about your assistant coaches there with Coach Markham. Who's your defensive coordinator? Talk to us a little bit about what's the importance of, of having an assistant coach who who basically share your own same goal and your same philosophy.
3: Uh, yeah, it's been excellent. Um, I named Chase the defensive coordinator. Uh, Coach Cross, that was down here before, he ended up leaving us after spring practice, so it was a little bit late there. But Chase has always been with me when I was at Lincoln. uh, When I called the defense at Lincoln, he did the JV defense. So, I mean, he knows the ins and outs of the system that I run. So I was very comfortable, you know, turning it over, turning it over to him. I had no problem doing that.
4: Yeah, not only are these two coached together, but also (laughs) Chase was your center in high school too, correct?
1: Right, he's a Coach French product as well. That, yeah. That's that connect center quarterback connection right there going. Yeah, because he's
3: also, Chase also heads up my offensive line as well. So, I mean, he's he's a big part of what we're doing. And, uh, I mean, I'm glad to have him down here with me. All right,
4: Coach, let's talk about your new district that you're in this year. Whoa! Uh, oh, I- he loves that- it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not only do you get to play Lincoln County first game of the season, but now you're in a district where you've got to go – coach against your cousin was Spencer Crutchfield also. So Mm -hmm. that looks exciting. A lot of family family ties going on this year. Yeah, it's going to (laughs) be exciting. I talked to uh,
3: coach Crutchfield and, and other coach Crutchfield, Kevin, you know, his brother. And, and uh, I mean, I've always, you know, family friends with Jeff Hester and all those guys I'm close with, you know, our family's close with a lot of people in Garrett County. So it's going to be fun. You know, everybody's going to know everybody and, I'll be honest with you, both sides are super excited about it. So, I mean, we'll be ready to go. It's at Garrett this year, and, uh,
6: mm-hmm.
3: I mean, we'll be – that'll be one that definitely, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck is going to be standing up before that one. So,
1: I'm excited. Coach Markham, uh, you know, from – what the role of an assistant, I think, plays a really huge role. And I don't think a lot of assistant coaches get really noticed because a lot of times we do these preview shows, you know, we talk to the head coach, and frankly so. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes, you know – behind-the-scenes type of things when it comes to uh, play calling and stuff like that. Like, the role of an assistant sometimes, you know, goes behind the scenes and goes unnoticed. So, what's an important role for, this, for an assistant coach? Like, what is the important role for them to be successful for a good program?
5: To me, I think the most important thing an assistant coach can do, regardless of what it may be, is just making the job of the head coach as easy as possible. Cool um like the little things if a kid needs a helmet go fix their helmet if a kid needs uh whatever the case they need taped up whatever the case may be that's things a head coach shouldn't be worrying about yeah. you know that's something that an assistant should take take and run with it and and those little things you know because when it comes to coaching the football you know, we all want to be on the same page with what our head coach wants. Mm-hmm. So if X's and O's and things like that—that's not really a big issue. It's it's the other little things that right. go on behind the scenes that uh, that
1: I feel like assistants should be doing. Tell us a little bit about your—you uh, know your of course, we know you played there at Lincoln Campbell but what's your uh, your background in coaching? Because I know, do you you don't teach, correct? No, okay. I do not teach. Uh, I'm actually
5: the So here's another little twist is I'm actually the uh, student resource officer at Lincoln County high school. I got started coaching, uh, and I started coaching middle school at Lincoln County. Um, um, actually I coached under Dean Wilkes, who was one of my, he was my line coach when I was at high school. Um, Coached there a couple of years at the at the middle school and then uh, head coach at Lincoln at the time, Travis few He had been on me two or three years, wanting me to come up and join his staff. And I finally caved in and <laughs> and joined him. And, then, of course, I, I was there uh, under Coach Crutchfield. And then I, I was there last year under Coach Jaggers in his first year.
1: So, leading up to that Casey County game, is there going to be a lot of trash talk in the halls of Lincoln County before? <laughs> Uh, I, I
5: would imagine so. I would imagine so. So uh, it'll be all in good fun. You know, they they got a good group of kids over there, too. And and it'll be all in good spirits, So
1: we uh, what's a couple of key. I know you mentioned a little bit uh, some of your offensive line, uh, offensive players and defensive players. But what what can we look forward to, you know, as the season dwells, you know, dwindles down here a little bit next couple of weeks uh, to start the season. Now, what's some things that we're going to look for for Case County this year?
5: oh uh, i think
1: our biggest thing
5: and obviously my thing every year is we want to control the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. um and if you can do that especially in high school football well i mean at any level you know you watch nfl college whoever controls the line of scrimmage usually wins the game on both right. sides uh, but obviously that's what we want to do um i feel like we've got a good group on both sides of the ball to be able to do that and uh you know and and you know another thing about x's and O's we can get x's and O's down but we want to these kids to develop the mentality of you know this is ours right um, they they want to we want them to be um, hardcore and, and flying around to the football and, and making plays too right
4: all right coaches I got I got one for you how has and and both of you all can answer this but how how good has the community support, yeah. now that you both are head coach and assistant coach, how has been the community support with the administration and the community behind your football program going
3: into your first year? Uh, the support down here has been great for me so far. I mean, anything that, that we've asked for coming in, you know, when I was going through the hiring process, um, you know, there was a couple of things that they told me right off the bat, this and this is going to happen. But if you need anything in this department, this and that, anything I've asked for so far, um, they've gotten for us. You know, so I've been really pleased with that. Mr. Knight, Mr. Lee, uh, Mr. Stevens, uh, all those guys, Victor uh, Black, our AD, all those guys have been excellent for us. Um, they've also helped me and because, I mean, uh, as you guys know, not just football, but when you mm-hmm. switch high schools during the middle of the school year, you – There's a lot of stuff you got to go through just to be able to work at that high school, you know, so it was was a tremendous help as far as, you know, uh, getting me settled in and getting to where I could start focusing on football, you know, right away. So I really appreciate those guys
1: for that. Well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on here and talking to us a little bit about your team. And uh, we look forward to, to getting down there and, and seeing you guys play in a couple of weeks. And hopefully White Raven Media can get down there this week and, and get you guys mic'd up a little bit. Who Are you going to be mic'd up, Coach? Is it just me or can I do a kid? Because I yeah. got a
3: lineman that I would love to put
1: it on. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to want kids. That's the most important thing. Okay, he's well, to, yeah, he's, yeah, mic up whoever you want to.
3: Okay, because I got a guy that, I mean, he's going to make for some pretty good – pretty
5: good footage for you guys so <laughs>
1: the, the, the easier the better for him he love he loves it when he has to do less editing that's best so all right coach we appreciate you coming on here coach markham we appreciate you joining us here and giving us a little bit you know of an insight on on what it's like you know this the assistant side of, of everything when it comes to this so coaches we appreciate you coming on here to join us with this and we look forward to watching you guys the next couple of weeks okay all right thank you guys
5: thank
1: you yes sir you guys have been listening to the 12th region sports podcast we'll be right back At Back and
0: Body Chiropractic Center, we make your pain our mission. Dr. Michael Turner and Dr. Erica Montgomery Turner have been serving Central Kentucky for 22 years. Both are avid sports fans, enjoy keeping athletes in peak performance shape. Both are former high school and college athletes as well, so they know what it takes to maintain athletes and what they need when it comes to chiropractic care. Both doctors treat patients of all ages and enjoy helping others maintain a healthy, active lifestyle. Visit us at backandbody.net, that's B-A-C-K-N-B-O-D-Y dot net, or call or text us at 606-787-2800 for a consultation today. Back and Body Chiropractic Center, Liberty, Kentucky.
1: All right, guys. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Twelfth Region Sports Podcast. We are joined now by our co-host Chris Hazlett, our Grippo's hot Grippos that he continues to put out in the stores, and we also are joined by our new co-host of the 12th Region Sports Podcast, Mr. Zach Cooley. And now Kenny actually told me when I got, got you guys on here a little bit that I kind of got to play the, the referee in a WWE match sometimes. So yeah, if <laughs> hey, you guys hey. want to go at it a little bit, you know, just let me know ahead of time. Just text me so I can start my editing skills hey, It here. might
6: happen at any time, but it'll be friendly. I can promise <laughs> you that. It's all in your thoughts.
4: Exactly. Fun. exactly.
1: All right, guys. Hey, uh, let's, uh, let's start out by what we just heard uh, earlier in the podcast. We listened to uh, uh, Coach Craig Yeast talk about his program there in Mercer County. And, and this week's episode, we were talking, we're going to talk about Mercer County and um, talk about Casey County as well uh, and our continuing our, our 12th Region football preview show. But, guys, real quick, let's talk a little bit. I want to mention uh, our YouTube show that dropped on Sunday. Uh, we actually went to Pulaski County. And we got an insight a little bit about what the program there was and what Coach Hines – Chris, did you like that part of it so far? Did you get a little bit more of a player interaction on that one that you like?
4: Even even the Lincoln County people that I talked to said the Pulaski was – it was better – the first one with Lincoln County was kind of the first run of the mill. Right. Uh, Pulaski was a little bit better, you know. They they both look good, but it just keeps getting better and better every week from each different team. So I think I think it's a good thing. I know people are enjoying it, so I, I think the kids are really enjoying it too.
1: <laughs> Zach, did you, did you get a chance to watch it
6: personally? I have not, but I have heard about it through you know with my you know with me at, at Bolarama. I see a lot of kids that come in. And yeah. I've actually had some people that I guess it was dropped my name was dropped on Twitter and they had talked about some <laughs> videos and things that had been out and they look forward to seeing more. So I'm gonna go back and watch it myself, but I have heard it from several people that they think it's it's cool and and, and they really like what's going on.
1: I actually hey, I like it because it got back you got into more of the player interaction a little bit there. Coach, Coach Johnny
4: Hines is is I just love listening to him, but the best part of it was at the very end.
1: Yes. <laughs> Whenever it's
4: going off, he says, nobody <laughs> wanted to talk about us last year, and now everybody's <laughs> wanting to talk to us, so you know, I, agree I, I, I agree. really and and I really liked the quarterback that was mic'd up, you know, he's like, yeah, they came down here last year, and they only, they only done certain kids, and I, you know, it was just cool to hear him interacting with other players and talking about last year, and you know, he, he probably didn't know if that was going to be on there or not, but It just gives you, you know, just a sense of how kids interact at practice. You know, it's just the fun side that makes it great. He
1: he was that was the part where he was talking about the WYMT because they they were mentioning that WYMT was there to interview Coach Hines about the the team, and then he said that that was when he mentioned said yeah they only interviewed uh, Barrick and a couple other kids (laughs) (laughs) from last year. So, but the the part that got me was hilarious. the part where he said uh, – I can't remember what kid that was mic'd up. He told him, he said, hey, what, what kind of music did you listen to this morning to get me hyped up? And then he said, I ended up listening to Miley Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> I, bet, I bet that goes along well, pretty well in the locker room after really he heard that. <laughs>
4: yeah, I'd probably make fun of him if I was going <laughs> to. No, it, it, it's all – I mean, it was kind of cool, so.
1: No, but when you go back to like you were talking about, though, that first week when Lincoln County – like. Lincoln kind of get deserves a part two because like we didn't get a chance to see the more of the interaction uh, with the players in that part two and it's, and you know the fields being done and by the way that field looks nice a little I'll tell bit you what a... I saw
6: the red end zones go <laughs> on today and man that thing it, it really makes it pop I don't been... like the color
1: red but the,
6: well,
4: L, the L the L the was sold down at midfield today because the turf comes in and it, but when the hashes and the low you know you're – your centerpiece and your your letters in your end zone come in. That stuff gets sold down. Yeah. So when when I walked out there this afternoon because we had middle school football practice, and you look down there and you see that L's done there, and you're like, "Dang, man, it's almost it's <laughs> almost time."
1: It's you know, I think every team around here, though, I was talking to somebody about this earlier. I think every team around here, and especially in our area, needs to have turf. No. No. You you disagree? No,
4: it looks great. But, man, it's it's in the summer. It's so freaking hot. It's yeah. hot. Uh, it's hot. It's, you know, I've, I've seen more injuries with ankles and knees on turf than I have. That's why so many NFL teams are going or, you know, the NFL owners are talking about going back to natural grass
1: because yeah. they got so
4: much money investing in their players. And, you know, with the concussions and stuff like that coming off that that rubber, you know, the way you hit and the way you – you plant stuff like that. It's really good for high school because it's low maintenance. Yeah. For the school districts. Yeah. So once you've got it down, you're ten years of not really spending a lot of money on irrigation, fertilize. You know, up- no mowing,
6: no striping, no nothing. Yeah. I mean, you really cut a lot of costs there, and
4: it can, you do. I,
6: it'll catch up to you, and, I, and, and at some point in time, it's there's for what you spend and what you get out of it and when we're paying employees and stuff, it makes perfect sense. Cause I'm sure that there's a crossroads there a few years down the road, but like what Chris was saying, I can yeah. I see that side of it too. But for high school programs, it makes perfect sense just from a cost side of things. Sure. It's a lot up
4: front, but it, it'll,
6: you'll catch it up down the road. Yeah. yeah. It
4: really sucks. It really sucks with baseball because when a team's got a whole turf uh-huh. infield, you know, you don't get that. You don't get, you get that, it's the same hop. Like it like when a ball's hit to you, it's the same thing. Like you never get that there's a divot in the ground. Ball may uh-huh. go here, may go there. You know, it's it's just not the same feeling, but I understand it's cool for the kids and it's my opinion is a good Bermuda field like like Garrett County has got, like Corbin has had, uh-huh. it's hard to beat.
6: Those, I tell you what, that come playoff time, you know, when, when the Bermudas died out and, and striped up looks good, just just that look and the playoff atmosphere, just a, a real Bermuda field. Not, nothing beats that. But I will say a turf field does look good year-round, and, that, and Lincoln's Year. does look sharp from what I've seen so far.
1: Well, guys, speaking of, uh, of uh, football season, and as we're talking about this as we continue our coverage here, the first week of pads, or I guess you could say shoulder pads, actually it's not full pads yet, but the first week started this week. I never played football, so and I know you two guys ended up playing. So what what's it like coming off of you know? Yeah, you, know, you got dead period, then you go straight into you know it's pretty much like a seven on seven for like two weeks, and then it ends up going straight into you like you know, like you know upper body pads or some sort till probably like the first week of August, I believe. So what's that like coming off of that? You know, for you two guys when you guys were playing, hot,
6: <laughs> plain and simple. It's, it, it's it's hot this time of year. Uh,
4: Yeah, yeah,
1: a lot of people wish
4: they would push football back to start in September.
1: I know you're in favor of that, Chris.
4: Yeah, I mean, just like Zach said, I mean, it's hot. You know, it's it makes and breaks kids that are on the fence about playing. You got to be a dedicated, diehard football guy to to go out July and August and really just sweat your hind end off every day no that's a fact and 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 i
6: don't know specifically how some teams operate now but you got you know from what i recall and it's still possible teams practicing two three times a day you got morning lunchtime and evening time so i mean kids are putting in a lot of time with you know and coming in with you know and heat humidity and then helmet and shoulder pads and then migrating into you know full full pants and all i mean and like chris said it, it it can make or break some kids too and you know, in the past, I've, I've known a lot of kids that with a lot of potential that just they don't cut it, I mean, in this time of year. So, I don't know. Like you said, you know, I'd, I would probably be an advocate, you know, cooler weather starting out. I know it would make it easier on me to go to some games, especially <laughs> these bowl games in
1: the but, first the year. Yeah, but i tell you what, though, when playoff hot. season starts, it, it's cold. Like, hey, it gets it really cold. cold. <laughs> but I bet it's
6: cold. That's football weather.
4: They
1: always say that
4: July and August – Football will make a lot of basketball players become full, full-blooded basketball players.
6: <laughs> That's a fact.
1: Yeah, I know. I, know. I said it, it gets it gets really cold to me, About the second week of playoff time, you know, I'm sitting there watching the game, and I'm like, ah, right, it's cold. I'm going home.
4: Yeah. Uh, you're, you you're <laughs> still, you still can't, you still complain about the how hot grippos are. So when you become man enough, yeah. <laughs> when you <laughs> up these grippos, you'll be able to hey, uh, handle a full t- football t- I, game.
1: I tell you what, if you if, if you make grip if you can get some grippos that are not extremely hot, I'll I'll continue to eat them. But until then, I'm not buying any more of your grippos. I can get them <laughs> extra hot if you need them. <laughs> no, you, you just continue to keep giving those out to, to all the teams around here, and then we'll let them fill their locker room with it. So all right, guys, uh, let's jump a little bit. Let's uh let's talk a little bit about Mercer County and uh, Casey County. Uh, as you guys heard earlier, uh, we interviewed Coach East and Chris, I interviewed Coach East a little bit. I went to their seven on seven this past weekend and where they were at Boyle. And, they, um, but you know, something I talked to coach East was <laughs> there was a play that happened probably about, uh, maybe 10 yards in front of me. Uh, Quisenberry was running a route and he ran, he ran a post pattern and the corner the corner that was ended up ended up just completely going the opposite direction and then ended up getting a cramp. And, the kid fell to the ground and then he was starting coach i need you i need you and then you know next thing you know look up and coach east is over there running and he just keeps saying boy i keep telling you that you got to start having electrolytes and i and i asked him about that question and i said coach i said talk to me a little bit about what you mean by electrolytes and he mentioned the part about uh you know he keeps telling his kids every single day like y'all got to stop staying up midnight at 12 a.m 1 a.m playing video games and y'all out hanging at nighttime, you guys don't get enough sleep, you guys don't eat junk food, you guys start eating soda when you should be drinking Gatorade and water. So you know, it, It's hard to get kids to understand how much to, you know, to talk to take care of their bodies, especially when it comes to football in this time of year.
6: Yeah, you definitely have to. I mean, just from my, you know, remembering back of when I was – when I had played and things like that, you could obvi- – it, it was obvious to see, and I'm not saying that I, I was maybe one of them that was doing it wrong at times too, but it's obvious to see when you show up at practice – who had got sleep the night before, who was prepared, who wasn't prepared, because it didn't take long for that to show up, you know, and, and you, it was obvious. And, you know, especially playing where I played and who I played for them, I mean, they would quickly call you out on it. And there was no surprise, you know, who that was. And, and, but Chuck Smith, I mean, he would be on top of you. But it was easy to tell those kids that would take care of themselves and those kids that would be in bed, the kids that wouldn't be out all night. And, and video games back then weren't as big as they are now. But it, you know, it, it would it would you, it was obvious, you know, and and most of the time the kids that that was a recurring problem like we were talking about they may weed themselves out at some point because yeah. it gets tough on you. I, I promise you, it gets tough <laughs> on you, especially when you're playing for. You know, I know I don't know Coach East personally, but just know his, you know his track record and where he's been. He's probably not easy on those boys, so he's yeah. they're gonna have to change change their game plan if they won't keep going forward with him. I will tell you that.
4: You know, Coach East has played at the highest level that you could possibly play. You know, he played at, he played at Harrisburg. Yeah. He went on to UK to have a stellar career and, you know, even a little stint. I think he had a little stint in the NFL got picked up or something, you know, mm-hmm. not much, but you know, he made it, you know, so he knows what it takes to get to that next level. It's it's a lot of dedication and not just football, but you see it in all sports. And i and in the last 10 years, it's, I've learned one thing with coaching kids now is kids nowadays think they know everything. Oh yeah, they <laughs> see stuff on TikTok, whatever, whatever crap they're on. They see all this crap on YouTube, and they they don't. Kids nowadays don't listen and and absorb information from coaches like kids in the past used to. You know, used to be when a coach spoke, it was like listen to your preacher on Sunday morning. Yes, sir. You no, know. sir. That type of yes, sir. You got that. There was a lot of respect. And when Coach told you to run through that brick wall, you are going to run through that brick wall because you want to do everything in your power to make him proud of you and to make your team succeed around you. Yeah. And and I'm not saying all kids, but kids have got – it's a new generation of kids. Oh, yeah. And it takes – and you see it with like – I'll throw Coach Haddock's out there, for example – He's a player's coach. Mm-hmm. He's a young guy. He relates to his kids. He really pushes his kids to the next level. But I really believe truthfully that he tells them, hey, if you want it, this is what you've got to do. And I think he, he oh, yeah. a lot of kids relate to him. And a lot of kids don't – I'm not saying a lot of kids don't respect their coaches, but a lot of kids just don't relate like they used to. Right. So yeah.
1: – and even, even part, you know, thinking about that, it, it's like the communication is, is so different, like, with a generation. because Lear, you know, Learning how to talk
4: <laughs> to this new generation of kids, yeah. you know. Coach. Hester you got to do it through Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. Coach, coach Hester was a prime example. And I said, Coach, I, I loved watching Coach Hester coach at Bull County. I never will forget years ago, we, they were playing Lincoln County over here, and uh, Chuck Smith was the coach, and he said that uh, – You know, Lincoln County had Larry French, and, you know, Chuck Smith was talking about the friendship that he French you know, and he wasn't going to do anything to run the score up. But Bull County was up pretty big in that game. They were up by 40-some points at that time, and a linebacker screwed up, made a bad play. Lincoln had a big – and I think ended up scoring on that play. And Coach Hester grabbed that kid, and he coached him like they were getting beat by 40. Mm -hmm. And that kid came back in when he got his chance to go back in, and he never let nothing like that happen again. But, hey, i I'll tell you what, Coach he Hester was
1: that me, way in the classroom, too.
4: He always told me, he said, the day that I can't coach how I like to coach, I'm retired.
1: Yep. You know, <laughs> old school. Mercer County, they, they, you know, I ended up asking uh, Coach East also about, you know, some of his returning players he got. Chris, he, he actually returns Thaddeus Mays, who is over an 1,100-yard passer uh, on the season last year. And, yeah, twelve um, fifty eight yeah.
4: with thirteen touchdowns.
1: Yeah, that is that is insane. Seven hundred
4: and seventy nine rushing yards and nine touchdowns. So he's a stud going into senior year.
1: Yeah, and, and and Kingston May's also returns for him. And, and he mentioned uh, one of his key players on the defensive end that's, that seemed to take pretty pretty leap steps these past couple of weeks here in the preseason going into is Malachi Davis. Um, Ashton Drakeford also returns for him as well. But they have, uh, they're in class three A with district four. They're in, they're in this district now with uh, the KHSA redistricting. They're with Marion County, Casey County, and Garrett County. Fun I house. tell you what, I've, I, you know, not
6: just with that redistrict. They have to like that. And that's yeah. not a knock on anybody else. Because um, you look at where they came from last year, you know, they're losing to the Sales, who's historically a pretty good team. And they also could yeah. have a district with Cal and that's going to be one of the state championship (laughs) favorites again. And I'm not knocking Garrett, I'm not knocking Marion, or I'm not knocking Casey, but if I'm Coach East, I'm licking my chops at this point in time (laughs) because that has to be a a big sigh of relief for them, especially returning who they've got coming back. It's looking for a good year from them uh, within the district play, I think.
4: I think all all the teams in that district are tickled to death with how they got paired up. Absolutely. You know, obviously,
6: you've got four teams there that probably think they've got a legitimate chance. I mean, I'm not saying no. every coach thinks they've always got a chance. But yeah. deep down inside, I'm telling you, those all those teams are licking their chops, I think. But I think, you know, for me, uh, I, I think Mercer probably getting out of the toughest district of anybody, falling back into that's going to be a good thing for them. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Coach East actually also, you know, he spoke highly of Coach Rogers and, and Coach Crutchfield there and talking about how they mentioned, talked a little bit about the redistricting. And, and he also mentioned that he actually was talking to, Coach Jaggers, and he got Lincoln County on the schedule this year for the first time. They've been talking about it for a couple years, or a couple years. So they said they finally got it to work out to happen.
4: Yeah, you know, you know, Craig used to coach at Lincoln County years back. He was an assistant under Coach Mike Settles when he was at Lincoln County. Yep, it was uh, Coach. Actually, the coaching staff was uh, head coaches Mike Settles, Craig Yeast, Bobby Lefew, and Travis Lefew.
1: Talk about it. Yeah pretty good staff right there <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. a heck of a staff let's jump to casey county here and i know chris me and you uh interviewed coach rogers and, and coach we actually got uh one of his head assistants there the that his defensive coordinator uh chase markham there um and coach rogers there is in a new it's in his first year program as a head coach uh, we got to talk to him a little bit about uh you know their off season and, and you know how they've been approaching the past couple of weeks and and what they you know the Impact it was losing a kid like Ethan Willoughby from last year,
4: you know. But you know, he seemed really, really high on the freshman quarterback that he had coming in. That the kid has just Andrew Price, and yeah. yeah. The kid has showed a lot of improvement and looks like he's going to get the start. So, you know, Levi was a Levi was a great quarterback from Lincoln County. He was in the prime of when Lincoln County got built back up, and we lost in the regional championship to Fort Thomas Highlands. Um, you know, he's one of the all-time leading passing record holders at Lincoln County. Um, kid knows his quarterback, and not only that, like be a quarterback and what he done as a defensive coordinator at Southwestern. Yeah. You know his two stints at Southwestern. He's his defense held more shutouts than Southwestern has had in the previous eight years. So, I, didn't,
1: I didn't realize that stat until you interviewed him and, and t- I was talking about that.
4: Yeah, the, the football knowledge that Levi Rogers had got is normally you don't see quarterbacks go and become great defensive coordinators.
6: You yes, don't. but I'm going to mention I one mean, that, that I'm comparing to. I remember when Brandon Smith got his first coaching gig at South Warren. He was a quarterback. Obviously at Bull County went to South Warren, or I'm sorry, went to Western Kentucky, and then ended up staying in South Warren. He was actually the defensive coordinator down there too before he fell into the head coaching gig. So, and when when we got talking about Levi Rogers, that's some that's one person that clicks in my mind because both yeah. of them are very exciting quarterbacks, but they're coming to do like defensive minded coaches, and that's 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 good to see right there because you know I and I think Casey Kane's going to be fun to watch, and that's that's a team to keep an eye on. Honestly, I think that they they could they could come out of nowhere.
4: Yeah, you look at what Brandon Smith has done at that program, winning state titles, you know. I, you know, I don't know how Coach Haddock leaves Bull County. I don't know how Bull County just don't go after him with everything they got to get him back
6: because mm-hmm. he's proven
4: – he's already a proven state winner at Bull County. He's also a proven <laughs> state winning coach. So
6: yeah. – tell you what. I mean, and, and they could. just get, Coaching football Bull County is like coaching basketball at the University of Kentucky. It ain't for everybody, and I tell you yeah. what, that would be my first call. Stop my decision, but if, <laughs> but at that point, if if and when that ever comes, he it would be my first call. It's a hundred percent
4: right there. I, I think I think he'd be the first call on a lot of teams around this region.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Casey County also, Chris. Uh, they end up uh, returning some key defensive players there that Coach Rogers was talking about, and Evan Stevens um, and Luke Spangler. Something that you know, i throw this
6: in there with Evan Stevens too. Uh, 83 rushes last year for 742 yards. I can't, you know, probably gonna be a heavy dose of him. Uh, I I could see that happening, uh, because with who they lost, um, but I could see it being a heavy dose of Evan Stevens running the football at Casey County this year.
1: That's that's just insane numbers, but that's all if you also look at it. I mean, Ethan will be through for almost 2,000 yards. That's just that's 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 gonna be hard. That's gonna be hard to replace. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got it, it
6: threw for threw for twenty four hundred plus, and he ran the ball for just shy of twelve hundred yards too. So you got to think he threw for twenty nine touchdowns and score and ran the balls, uh for seventeen touchdowns. That's a that's a lot to replace, but yeah. you know somebody's going to step up, and, and I think we're looking at the guy probably with Evan Stevens.
4: Yeah, and not a, you know you look at it, he was the third leading receiver. They lost their two their top two mm-hmm. receivers, in Solomon Stonebreaker that went with his father, and Gunnar Floyd, which graduated last year yeah but you look at uh actually stevens was fourth at 261 yards yeah. four touchdowns but you know he's going to be he's going to be ridden a lot this year he's going to have a lot of he's going the rock's going to be in his hand on on about every play
1: you guys keep looking forward to uh you know we're getting are white raven has already got down to casey county and that prep series is going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks uh, we hope you guys get a chance to so check that out as well uh, but guys next week is going to be a show that we're probably going to be lasting a lot longer about and because next week we are actually going to release our preseason watch list and on this list there we've gotten we've narrowed it down a little bit I've had there's been nominations from coaches there was nominations from media we narrowed it down so we couldn't put everybody on the list but we put narrowed it down to just five. Per play per team to be on every list, and every team in the 12th region is covered with somebody who is on the watch list. So, you guys, better be ready for next week. You better make sure you bring those Grippos, Chris. I might end up having to take those that hot Grippos. I might I might have to eat it on the show. <laughs> yeah,
4: you you might you might become a man on
1: that show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'll have my
4: stats up. I'll, I'll be ready to go.
1: Get your stats yeah. out and get it all ready to go. So, guys, let's go week, talk it up. I'm ready. Make sure you guys tune in, download it, share it. Be prepared for like an hour and a half episode. We're going to talk nothing about preseason watch lists, and Chris is going to bring the Grippos out. And, and Zach, you better not work too late that week.
3: I'll try not to.
1: (laughs) Look forward to it. Appreciate you guys for listening to this week's episode of the 12th Region Sports Podcast. Thank you, guys. We'll see you later.